from Australia, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mitch Maroney Show. Here's your host, Mitch Maroney. If you don't have a plan and you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter where you end up or something <laughs> along those lines because you're just going to end up wherever. But if you've got a you know a business plan and you are covered your uh, backside on legal and insurance and you know what you want to do and the goals you want to hit, you are way more likely to actually hit those goals because you've written them down, you know what you're doing. Whereas, yeah, if, if you don't, yeah, the goal is to make money, but how are you doing that? You could just be running around like a headless chook or, I mean, we touched on it before with doing the cash flows and the, the budgets and stuff. Just because you're getting $100 an hour for something, for argument's sake, does not mean yep. that it's profitable. Like the cost <laughs> exactly. might be 110 So you actually do have to work out, okay, the costs are 60 market will give me 100 110 Let's position yep. ourselves here. That's going to make a profit margin of roughly this. Now, it doesn't have to be to the degree of, you know, like I was an accountant, obviously we go right down to the smallest figure, but you need to roughly know how much stuff's going to cost you. Because, yep. yeah, otherwise that's a quick way to go bankrupt. It's, um, <laughs> you know, or the other big one is obviously we all want our business to go amazing. We want massive sales from the start. <laughs> but if you go and you order C containers full of products <laughs> and you invest massively in that and then the sales aren't as big as you predicted, you've suddenly got this massive outlay and you've got to hold this stock to be able to sell it. So it could be worth going, okay, well, yeah, we need the stock and we need to make sure that we're covered, but let's not just get a hundred grand worth. Let's start at 10, see how the market goes, have a good relationship with the supplier so we can get more if needed quite quickly and sort of work through there. That's another area I see a lot of businesses go because, we all want the first month of business to be amazing and you yeah. can't stop the door opening because people are walking in. But the reality is most of the time it's not to that extent. People have got to get to know you. Eventually, hopefully, it'll end up like that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the first day of opening your business generally is not just kicking down the door. Look, that's a very good point. It's not overspending. And you want to because how are you going to get your name out there? And, and look, that was really good advice from Mitchell. It is about test and measure, test and measure. Okay, I've got this stock order. Make sure the quality is good. Make sure you've got an understanding of the supplier, getting a good supplier arrangement. What's your returns policy? What have you done to make sure it's compliant? I mean, I just had someone dealing with child's clothing and they were going to do drop shipping. And I said, are you ensuring that that meets all the safety standards? You know, what is it going to be a heater or fire? I said, you need to check if you can get product liability insurance. It turns out they can't. So, you know, you've got to be very careful. They were literally going to order a cargo container load yeah. <laughs> from somewhere. And I said, look, there's other ways to do it, but you want to make sure because you want to be in business for a long time, yeah. successful, and you want to make the money because if you look after it, remember like we said, it's a child and it grows up, that business, and, yeah, sometimes in the early days you're tempted to take money out of it but maybe that's where you talk about, oh, do I retain those earnings? Can I reinvest it instead of borrowing from the bank? Because I tell you what, banks want to lend money, but right now they don't know how to. They're scared. Yeah. It's, a very, it's a hairy market for them. So, you know, they're in the business of lending money, but they're also in the business of not donating money. They, yeah. they want it back, so they want security. So the more you can self-fund and you can, you can manage that through, and that's why I've been very fine-tuning with your budget. 
on that, one of the important things to probably rounding out is you spend all that time building up that brand. You know, maybe you've gone and created a website, you've got some marketing brochures, you've done some opening events, you've sponsored the local kids' footy, you're on a charity bike ride or whatever. You get your name, your logo out there. It, it takes years to build that goodwill with that brand. That's why people buy franchises, you know, because it's already got a brand. I mean, that's a whole other talk and we will not go into it. But the important thing is when you develop that, that name you use for your business or a product line or a motto, you don't own those unless they are a trademark. If you register a business name or register a website, you've merely complied with those acts to register to show who is the underlying owner. You do not own them at law. It's only who has them as a trademark. And so to get a registered trademark is a pretty tricky and technical. But you see that little TM above it, TM in superscript? Exert that from day one if that's your brand or your logo or your name. And then after a period of time, say two to three months, look at applying to register the trademark. If that's, you know, you feel your business is going to go and protect it, and then you'll own it Australia. But whatever you do, make sure you check before you come up with some spiffy name or some marketing person's told you a spiffy name that it doesn't conflict with someone already there. Yes. Because yes. It, once you can have a great business, you spend all this money on marketing, which is your website. And if you get these nasty letters called a cease and desist, not only are you required to stop operating, if you were same or similar or deceptively similar, and rest assured you don't want to find out how fine line it is, you might be required not only to debadge and that you will be required to apologise and pay the profits. So always make sure you do a trademark search on the name of your business and brand. If it's totally made up and ridiculous or not common, it's much more likely to be either trademarkable or and or not operable. But please Understand, just because the government lets you register the company name, the business name, or the website, you do not own it. It all yeah, links together. That is important. Yeah. And same with logos. So yes. I, I actually saw one down Margaret River. This was before all the shutdown and all the rest, a couple of years ago. And it was a prime example of what you're talking about, although I would assume they knew about it. So the business name... I can't remember off the top of my head and I probably shouldn't say even if I could, but it came down to VB and Mm -hmm. their logo was the Victoria Bitter logo. And I was like, I would assume, this is an assumption again, that they knew what Victoria Bitter is and that's why they used it for leverage the logo and the goodwill of it. But passing off. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly what we're talking about of don't do that. Not only will you get the legal letters and all that, the ACCC could get involved and you just don't want any of those hassles. I honestly don't know whether they're still trading or what's happening with that. I just, that was an interesting thing I saw and I went, oh, they're going to get in trouble for that one. Yeah. It looks cheeky and cute, but it's not fair. If you want to test it ever, go and get a local football team and put small yellow arches on their back and see how long before you get a letter from from a very large hamburger company telling you. (laughs) I actually had um, a client that got a interesting letter and had to pay fines and all of yeah. that because one of their products and they install pictures was the uh, copyright of a big international company that has a mouse as the mascot. And <laughs> you would think, you know, that, well, I'm only a small business. They won't notice. They noticed. And they, they shut that down real quick. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so you've got to be so careful. That's, I mean, super careful. So please, 
please get that advice. You, you, it's all great to do the marketing. You can go online and get Doc Fiverr and they'll make you a logo in five minutes for $5 and all, but you're the one responsible to make sure you have the legalities. And it's not hard to check. It's called a freedom to operate search. But all of these little things, each of these things that we're helping you be aware of, you know, as I always say, if you see a bus coming, you can step out of the way. It's so the ones that go beep and run you down from behind that hurt the most. Yep, so, yep. so Mitchell and I want to try and, and this is why these are helpful to have these sessions. And there's lots more content that Mitchell and I can share with you, some, you know, some articles and guides and little seminar slides. But it starts with actually asking the questions. And don't think you know everything. Even I don't know everything, but I know my areas really, really well. And I also know when to say, you need to talk to an accountant. You need to talk to a risk management consultant, you know, ethical hacker or whatever I'm doing. You know, it's okay to move through paddocks with your advisors and that's how we collaborate to do it. And it's great that Google, you know, it's incredible what's out there. But as I said, don't rely on that to be your only source because you're going to save monies and times on it. We want you to... Do the thinking, do the lifting, do all the research. That that helps, you know. You know, it's like giving Mitchell all your all your tax in a shoebox. You know, yes, you're going to get a special bill. But if you're nice and organised and you've gone to zero, like he's been telling you for years, you know, everyone's going to be a lot happier, aren't they? Exactly, exactly. And even on that same premise, like I would recommend to my clients to yeah, do the research, understand the legalities and part of the tax law and stuff and then confirm with us because you can read legal papers and stuff and go, oh, yeah, I reckon that's what it says and then I'll talk to Tom and I've interpreted it wrong or whatever. But at least doing that bit of research, you kind of have a little bit of an understanding of how, yeah. how it sort of works. I still definitely think you, you've got to talk to professional advisors and having that group and that web of professional advisors, be it accountants, lawyers, IT, whatever, is incredibly important. But ultimately, it is your business as well. So you have to be educated in each aspect, not to the same level as yeah, myself or Tom, because if you were, you would be a lawyer or an accountant. Yeah. But at least have a bit of a fundamental knowledge of, say, in the accounting world, for example, what yeah. is the tax based off of, you know? the net profit, and then it's a percentage. It's amazing how many businesses do not understand that that's actually how tax works from yeah. there. So, what is GST? What is it pass? Exactly. Just <laughs> to have a little bit of knowledge of how, how that sort of thing works. So true. So true. Yeah. So, well, that was great. I've got a couple of real quick questions for you because we're coming up to an hour. So, so first question for you. What do you think is the most important quality in business? Well, it's straight away to my mind, integrity. Do what you say and say what you'll do. Just just do it, you know. Your reputation, you take a long time to build one and very short time to burn one. And people, we're in a global situation, whether you're in local community manager, whether you're in West Australia or worldwide. So, yeah, I think when you're owning it, that's also what your staff will follow. If you run your business with integrity, they're going to be your stewards for you. They're going to help you run with it and that'll, that'll follow through. Yeah, it's really interesting on, on that and I'll just touch on it really quick. From all the podcasts that I've done and spoke to, almost everybody has said that or a, a synonym of it, you know, honesty, yep. integrity, anything like that. So I 100% agree, not just because of this, but Mandra at Western Australia is a small, small world. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows everybody. As you said, it takes a lifetime to build goodwill and a second to kill it. 
So if you say you're going to do something, do it and be known for that. I'd highly recommend that. So if you had one superpower, what would it be? <laughs> oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> uh, well, I've already got ADHD, so I try to use my powers of hyperactivity for good, not evil. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Look, there's so many things. A superpower, I really honestly don't know. I um. I just, I'll try and come up with something anti-aging, but I, my quest is as I've got older is to try and make myself fitter and younger in mind and, and in body, whether that's a superpower or not. Um, yep. You know, yep. I made lifestyle choices and things the right way or maybe that was just a midlife crisis. But, yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I'd have to come back to you, but hopefully that was a near an answer. Yep, yep. No, that's good. That's good. Okay, so if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Keep reading everything. I mean, I read four to five hours a day in addition to all the contracts and documents here. Wow. I think you learn by reading and certainly listening. Podcasts, there's nothing wrong with them as well. Uh, I don't think visualising everything via YouTube. So if the younger self transposed to the modern self, I think is, is about the importance of reading and listening to other people. And I'm a big believer you only learn when you listen. Yep. So if you're talking, you're not learning. So yep. that would be my advice. Yep. No, that, that's great. Now, what's your favourite footy team? Who do you follow? <laughs> All right. Very quickly. I was a Dockers sufferer for many years. Uh, I had a big shout-out to my brother-in-law, Dan Mary in Mandra, Daniel Bandy. <laughs> um, so, and then Scotty Waters married my other sister. So they were Dockers. So I did Dockers. But uh, sorry, guys, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I abandoned ship last year and went to the Eagles, but they're not in play. Well, they did one game, didn't they? So, yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm the Eagles. But I've always been – I watch both, but, yeah, unfortunately the Dockers, they did my head in last year. Yeah, look, it's I, I'm a lifelong Dockers fan, but I could do with us getting a cup eventually. This is it's been 26 years or whatever it is. So you have been 26 credit to you. I, I, I think I was Eagles and then I went you know, about 10 years ago, but I, I literally gave up my membership. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably, probably get shot by your listeners. But I just couldn't do it anymore. But mind you, then they got rid of Ross. So hey, well, they did. So, yeah. it'll, yeah. it'll be really interesting, especially once footy gets back to normal after COVID and all the rest. Hopefully next year it's all back to normal. Uh, yeah. From a footy point of view, it'll be really interesting. I watch them both. I still watch them both. I love them both. Yeah. Ah, good, good. Okay, now you're a big reader. So what's your favourite book of all time? Oh, favourite book of all time. Ironically, for all the books I read, I read a lot of fiction because, uh, you know, I do so much news and contracts and uh, escapism. So I won't get into that because that's a whole other, other section. But to, to be frank, one of the best books I read when I was younger I'm split between, I mean, it's, it's going to sound really wacky. Sun Tzu's Art of War was amazing as a manager, and I recommend it's very short reading, right? But Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, it's outdated and old in the language it uses, but the concepts to this day, to this minute, are more relevant and more pertinent than ever before. And I, I think it should be mandatory reading for anyone, not just in business, but just dealing with other people and understanding about respect and listening and learning and so forth. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Cool. Well, that's all the questions. So thank you very much. That was a really good podcast and very informative to all our listeners. If any of the listeners have got any questions or hopefully not issues at this point, but want to get ahead of any, how can they contact you? 
as I said, more than happy for them to contact me direct. But I think the most first instance should run through you, Mitchell. But if they need to get in contact with me, Balfour is our website, so bmlegaladvisors.com.au or just Google me, Tom Maher, and only the Irish would spell it this way, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Uh, there's lots of info and videos and articles on there, but, yeah, you can find stuff out there. And if, if there's specific things that you feedback to Mitchell and we get enough, I'm happy to do another session or I've got some seminars, some old seminars and sessions and PowerPoints that I can share for your audience if you like there as well, Mitchell. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Well, thank you very much. And thank you to all the listeners. Stay tuned for more podcasts in the future. You've been listening to The Mitch Maroney Show. Mitch Maroney Show. Stay tuned for more.